Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. To say that the days that we are living in are interesting is, um, well, it's it's vastly under under saying, I don't even know the right word for it, what the days really are like, especially when we talk about what is and is not true. We've um, had a president that has really coined the phrase fake news, and we don't even need really a president or anyone else to tell us that not everything you read and not everything that you hear is truth being um, broadcast. Much of what we read and hear is simply not true. The problem is that we got very accustomed to allowing truth to be something that came from outside into our minds and our hearts. All that got me thinking about truth and what truth is and how truth actually impacts the way that we pray. It's actually, um, in this day, common to hear the phrase of my truth. And this is my truth. So now tell me your truth. And when people encourage everyone to share their truth, what they're really encouraging others to share, I believe, is their story. They're asking people to share, how do you see things from your point of view? And all of us see things from various points of view because each of us approach life from different backgrounds, from different um, circumstances, from different socioeconomic levels, from different geographic areas. And so in that way, our perspectives can be very different. But does that mean that our truth varies from one to the other? Now, don't get me wrong. The things that happen in our lives that shape the way we think and feel are very important. And in fact, the impact they have on how we think and feel is also extremely important. Our stories are important because they tint our lenses. They they tend to, um, you know, uh, shade or give a certain uh, tone or color to how we see things. One of the best ways that I can um, elaborate on this is to share with you that a couple of years ago, I bought a pair of sunglasses that were really the first pair of sunglasses that were very, very good. These sunglasses were more expensive than the kind that I typically bought. Now, I was... I still buy cheap sunglasses sometimes because there are actually times that my glasses tend to um, fall off when I'm water skiing or when I'm chasing my grandchildren in the ocean and the waves are kind of big. In fact, I actually lost the pair of glasses I'm going to tell you about in the ocean when the waves were big when I should have been wearing a cheaper pair of glasses. (laughs) So this very, very expensive pair of sunglasses that I absolutely loved are the kind with polarized plus lenses. The kind that the technology that's in those lenses delivers vivid colors, increased clarity, and crisp details. 
Now, who knew that sunglasses could do all that? I thought sunglasses just cut down the glare so that I didn't have to squint my eyes when the sun was out. But no, 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 no. The good sunglasses actually impact the way you see truth. So I was wearing these sunglasses one spring day when Tom and I were traveling across the state. And um, I said to him, this is one of the most beautiful spring days we have ever had in Tennessee, ever. And then as soon as I had said it, and he's like looking out the window trying to figure out why I'm so just mesmerized by the beauty of the day, I remembered that I was wearing my really cool, really expensive sunglasses. So I took my glasses off for a minute and realized that it was, in fact, a fairly common spring day in Tennessee. It's just that I was seeing it on this particular day in vivid colors with increased clarity and crisp details. My glasses, my sunglasses had literally just changed the way that I was seeing and experiencing the truth or the reality. The problem with our world today is that we tend to put more focus on the tint of the lenses themselves rather than on the reality that they are affecting. We live in a society that was profoundly affected by the invention of the television. R.C. Sproul said that with the invention of television, we began to live in an age of impressions. Have you ever been to Universal Studios where you get to ride on the little ride that goes through the um, various sets that are set up to create realities for sitcoms and movies? Television introduced us to places and experiences where accurate perception of reality is not what's important. What was important was the impression or the image that presented the reality. In other words, the set itself was the reality, but the image that the set created actually was a created reality. And because we got so much of that as we watched television, we began to blur what was real and what was just an impression or an image of the real. R.C. Sproul actually said, This has provoked a crisis of unprecedented magnitude regarding probably the most fundamental of all human intellectual questions, the question of the nature of truth itself. Truth is that which responds to reality, only not everyone agrees on what reality is. For Christians, truth is that which corresponds to reality as perceived by God, because God sees reality by its fullest measure. We understand as believers that the creative designer, the ultimate originator of the life that we live, created all that is, and he knows all about every bit of it, he himself is truth. And therefore, the truth that we know is the truth that we receive from what is shared by God. It's truth as it is perceived by God, because God sees reality by its fullest measure. In fact, our eternal destinies are determined by God's perception of reality. 
Now think about that. Our eternal destinies are determined by God's perception of reality. There's no objective truth more relative to us than the holiness of God. The gospel message springs forth from the truth of the holiness of God. You see, the good news that Jesus came is good news because we understand that the holiness of God, that sin separated man, us, from the holiness of God. The good news is that Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus came to bridge that gap. To, to remove that separation, to wipe away the penalty of sin so that we could be reconnected to the person, the truth, the holiness of God. When we pray, we pray from a place of understanding that God is holy and we are not. When we ask God for things, for our children to think differently, for a better job, for the doors to open for our ministries, whatever it is that we're asking for. We are asking for these things according to our limited understanding. You see, we come, we pray, we have limited understanding. God has all understanding. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows the good from the bad, the beginning from the end, the, the best way, the not best way. And so when we come with all of our petitions and all of our requests, we are approaching this God who knows everything and we're, we're putting our request before him. And the beauty of that is he understands our limits. And so he's already prepared to hear them in that way. But what he wants us to do is to recognize that as a part of the divine transaction that goes on when we come to him and he is there to receive, that that divine transaction is that Jesus makes the connection. It's through the beautiful gift of forgiveness of our sins that we enter into this sacred place and Jesus who sits at the right hand of the father he takes what we're asking and he translates it into what the perfect mind of God wants to do in that situation or in those circumstances as we present our request before God God responds to every single prayer with the full knowledge of everything. The old hymn has the phrase, there is no shadow of turning with him. So when we come to God with our bags packed and we begin to unpack them and we lay every single burden before his throne of grace, we get to leave our war room of prayer knowing that the God who knows best will respond in his absolute best way to our heart's cries. My friend, the beauty of understanding that we pray knowing the truth and that the truth is the person of God when we pray this way, if God doesn't do what I'm asking in the time frame that I'm asking him to do it, then I choose to trust his wisdom his understanding, his knowledge, and his discernment. You see, the, the laying it down part is me choosing to heave over all of my anxiety, all of my care, 
all of my connection to that situation and trust him with it. It's very similar to how Jesus's mother, Mary, came to Jesus in that crisis at the wedding and said, Jesus, they've run out of wine. And he says back to her, what is that to me? And then she walks off and says to the servant, just do whatever it is that he says. (laughs) Mary understood that she had laid her request before him and that she could then walk away and simply trust him with whatever way he chose to deal with it. This, my friends, is how we can leave our burdens with Jesus And then honor him. This is faith working in action. This is our confidence that that he can be trusted to respond to our prayers according to what is best. If I want to become a better asker, I'll start praying for some of the wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and discernment that he has to be shared with me. Psalms 5 verse 3 sums up the way I pray in response to the fact that God himself is truth. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. My praying friends, God might not give us what we're asking for, but he will certainly deliver what he knows is best. This is the truth that gives us peace. Lord, we know that you are truth. The reality of you gives us peace. Because you are truth and because you've extended extravagant love through the death of your son, I know that you love us and are always looking out for our best interest. Father God, we acknowledge that when we are in you, we are walking in truth. Your word is truth. You light our way and illuminate our paths with your word, with the scripture, with the holy word. When we read your word, we are guided in truth. Oh God, your word tells us that when we pray, you answer. You give us what we're asking for. That's what your word says. And even if we don't get what we're expecting, we can rest assured in the knowledge that whatever comes our way is what you have personally chosen for us, and it will all work together for good because we are trusting you. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us in all truth. We live in a terribly confused world, desperate for the truth that will set them free. Empower us, God, to speak forth truth, to share truth with those we love who are desperate to know you. We love you, Lord, we trust you, and we will wait in expectation for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast. For more information on my speaking and writing ministry, go to leannemccoy.com. To learn more about the Prayer Clinic ministry, go to prayer.clinic. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe. We'll see you next time, my praying people.